You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good Saturday morning, everybody. Uh, hope you enjoy a slate of football today. Um, still getting used to this Monday night thing. Feels a little weird today, uh, but it's uh, it's good. Uh, a chance to get some things done and casually watch before we get into whatever is going to be tomorrow night. It's Monday night, Monday night matchup with the uh, with Jets. We'll get to some of that. we still got a pregame show. We're going to get to you uh, later today. Um, Pete Smith, Jeff Lloyd, your local experts, along for the ride on the biggest stories, Cleveland Browns-wise, for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Pete, the tweets have come in in numerous, numerous fashion. And I, actually, now I guess this will apply to a couple of people. But um, first, you know, Minka, Fitzgerald, Minka Fitzpatrick out there. It's something to entertain. It's whatever Miami's doing. I don't even know where to go with any of that. But it's certainly a player to entertain if the cost, you know, end up, you know, if the cost is justified. Well, the thing is, he fits the big nickel concept really well as a slot corner. Um, you, you, the Browns would have to love him. In that case, certainly off the field, certainly in the locker room, he's great. Um, on the field, he hasn't proven to be anything other than the slot corner, and it's not to say he's not good at it, uh, but it becomes a question of how you justify that. And you're sort of looking ahead because you're basically saying we're going to trade, you know, let's say it's a second-round pick uh, for TJ Carey's replacement next year, but you still have for the rest of this year. You're maybe messing around and seeing if he can be a viable, strong safety uh, because that's obviously a weakness for the Browns, which can make sense if he can be, you know, free safety. Um, then you may have the heir apparent to Randall. But there's a lot of ifs and not enough wills. Uh, so at, at, when, when you get right down to it, unless the Browns absolutely love him, you're basically saying it's a it's trading for a slot corner for next year. And, you know, that's difficult to, for me to justify it. So that's why I said the Browns and their evaluation have, have to absolutely adorn. And I don't know if anyone in the league – is that enamored with him uh, this far into his career? But we'll see uh, if anyone goes ahead and makes that plunge. I tend to doubt it. Um, I guess, you know, you can always say you're putting him out there. Um, and obviously, you know, Minka, who came from a prominent high school program here in New Jersey, obviously a prominent program in Alabama, uh, probably in a tough spot, A, where, you know, the Dolphins are essentially telling him they're not exactly sure where their best spot is for him. And just the overall general dysfunction that is going on with that franchise uh, makes for a, you know, a real tough spot for a talented young player. Um, the other thing though is, and this is one thing about if you are acquiring him and I like where you brought up, you know, would he eventually end up being a strong safety? There's no guarantee uh, Steve Wilkes is here next year. So, I mean, we can say all we want right now, uh, you know, about this big nickel or the big slot, whatever term you choose. I mean, everybody seems to want to use any of them. That's fine. Um, but you know, you're essentially going to spend premium, for something that on the roster may not be important and could not be important in 2020. Yeah, there's that. I mean, the other part, obviously, for it is the Browns are going to need two safety uh, unless uh, they ultimately come to a deal with the Marys Randall, which seems unlikely. Uh, they don't have enough at strong safety and they'll have a huge hole at free safety. So, that's the other part of this. If you're, again, you have to believe he can do these things uh, because, but if you're saying, well, we're going to address one of our, our, our safety issues a year ahead 
uh, where we can play him, we can get him, you know, we get him essentially eight months early. Um, that can be a compelling argument, but again, it just, it comes down to what do you really believe uh, if you're, if you're the Cleveland Browns and their, their scouting department, I don't, if memory serves, obviously it was first and four. Um, so it became a question of they, they, they weren't interested in either of those spots, which ultimately proved to be wise. Uh, but there's no, indi- no indication if, uh, that they may have loved him enough that, you know, if they were down further or where sort of the rubber would have met the road on, on ultimately taking him. So that's sort of the question. And I, you know, I, again, I, I think ultimately he's going to stay with Miami, um, at least for the foreseeable future. Uh, in Miami, look, you know, I mean, you can have all the assets in the world, but, um, you know, there's no reason to move on from you know, some foundational pieces. Uh, the Tunsil one is still a head scratcher. I mean, obviously the return is fantastic, but, you know, eventually you're going to need a left tackle to protect whoever becomes the quarterback uh, of the future for the Miami Dolphins. Um, right down in Dallas, Taco Charlton. Now, here's another name available. Um, this is one for me, Pete, and probably, I mean, th- this one for us is probably more of a, y- you took the player too high, and now you got some remorse. He was not a good prospect coming out. He just wasn't. And he certainly was, was going way too high, um, but he just didn't have enough to really justify um, – anything near where he was picked and, and, and he's done nothing on a team that needs defensive line help. Um, so that's not good by any stretch. And there's a lot of frustration there. Uh, certainly uh, there were, there were prospects that they passed over at the time that people were saying, what are you doing? And they're sort of stuck and they've got a couple of issues right now uh, with him and Tristan Hill, uh, their second round pick, they need to sort of get sorted out. He's another one that they probably took a round early, um, and they're, now they're trying to get him up to speed. They like his talent, but there was a lot of baggage with him. So, yeah, I would not, I would go nowhere near Taco Charlton. And certainly the Browns have, you know, more than enough defensive ends at this point, uh, you know, unless you really want to see who's better between him and Chad Thomas. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, obviously. For the giggles of it. You know, they would always be that one. Um, he, again, look, he dressed somebody in the first round who was probably maybe, you know, he was not a top 30 player. He was probably, you know, maybe even some people for question about whether or not he was a top 75 player. Um, and now it's, you know, you're going to basically move on for, you know, cents on the dollar here, so to speak. Um, draft better players. That's that's part of it. Um, I guess maybe some of it is maybe they need to get, you know, somehow, some way, a little bit of relief financially as they're going to have to start to, you know, continue to resign this mountain amount of people that they've got to resign down there in Dallas. But again, you know, uh, draft better and you don't get yourselves in these positions. It's a new season. Antonio Brown will be playing for the New England Patriots today. Lady on Bell. Well, maybe we'll be playing for the New York Jets tomorrow night. Odell Beckham Jr. is a Cleveland Brown. The only thing that has not changed is where I'm putting my money down on all the games. My bookie, is the place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book. Period. This year, they are hosting their first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least one hundred thousand dollars, and it only costs one hundred dollars to enter. All you got to do 
is pick five NFL games against the spread each and every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. I would only recommend a company that's been good to me in the past. Obviously, you guys know my bookie has been a sponsor of Locked On for years now. Um, they are always the right play. You bet, you win, they pay. My bookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can bet on over-unders of your favorite fantasy players. For right now, uh, up to $1,000, uh, your first deposit bonus. Um, they will match it. Use the promo code, all caps, locked on with a space, locked space on to activate the offer. Visit mybookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.com. And don't forget to use the promo code, locked on, all caps, with a space, bet, win, get paid. Um, the Odell and Greg talks this week, Pete, those were, I mean, interesting as it is in... And Jets fans, you know, you're still, and this is with Greg Williams. I guess it's, it's. I want, I want to say it's like almost that new coach smell, Pete. You ride it for a while, and then, and look, and 17, Greg Williams did a fantastic job. 18, as the offense got better and better, the defense, look, it didn't have, you know, enough personnel, but it, you know, wasn't as good. And you know Greg Williams is still a ordinary son of a gun because everybody in the world knows Greg Williams is never going to get a head coaching job again in the NFL. But Greg Williams... Um, and he's never targeted players. Uh, they went after Odell as a rookie in 2014 when the Rams were still in St. Louis, which led to a disgusting, massive brawl between the Rams and the Giants. Nobody believes their own BSP, quite like uh, Greg Williams does. Well, he's he's never going to get the benefit of the doubt uh, because of the bounty gate thing. Nor should he. But um, even if he so, even if he is right. Um, he, you know, there's going to be a certain amount of people who assume he's wrong. Um, I, I, you know, I, this is one of those where I think you can legitimately be on either side. Uh, there's never going to be any resolution here. Um, you know, remembering the hit in 2017 seemed pretty innocent. Um, it just went wrong uh, and sucks. And, and if, if Odell Beckham is right that 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 injury has led to other issues. Um, then, yeah, he's going to be frustrated. And he's going to wonder if that wasn't, you know, deliberate given his history. Meanwhile, Greg Williams is going to fight like hell to, to against the notion that he's a dirty coach uh, in this instance or any other because he's going to have to he, – he's always going to be dealing with it. That's going to be, you know, the first paragraph of his obituary and everything else. But he – was childish in sort of how he actually went about trying to defend himself uh, and, and just ultimately looks worse for it. But yeah, I mean, there's no resolution to this. It's unfortunate that this is sort of what the game has evolved to when it was supposed to be Baker Mayfield versus Sam Bradford. And, and we're not getting that. Sam uh, Darnold. Or Dar- <laughs> uh, that uh, this is, sort of what we're left with. It's a very easy story to write. So that's why it's going to get so much press. Um, you know, Greg Williams is certainly great fodder, uh, regardless of if you love him or hate him, you know, there, there's always something to, to write about when he's talking. So, you know, it be it, nothing about this particular thing matters to the game, but again, it, it's an easy storyline. 
Uh, <laughs> and that's always going to be, uh, you know, with Greg and that. And obviously, you know, there's the talks with, you know, Gase may have heard Baker Mayfield over Sam Darnold. Uh, none of that's done. And then, of course, there's this one, Pete, of, um, you know, Adam Gase, who, you know, obviously riding the high of, you know, all the success in Miami, threatening players who aren't getting it done by sending them to Cleveland. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, it sounds bad, uh, out of, you know, but I, I don't think it's anything that's uh, just... That was going on in 31 other, 31 other locker rooms. Get your shit together or you're going to Cleveland. Yeah, I, I, I have no doubt that that's been a threat um, during when Cleveland was so bad. <laughs> you know, it, it sounds bad and, and certainly Adam Gase looks bad because of Adam Gase's track record. But yeah, I have no doubt that, uh, you know, whether it's Bill Belichick or... or or uh, Sean McVay or any of these other big coaches, I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me in the least if something of that effect happened, uh, has happened or whatever. So I don't necessarily think that's a big deal. Um, I just, you know, again, Adam Gase looks bad because he's Adam Gase. Yeah. I, I mean, that one, look, I mean, you know, that's, you know, everybody knows what went on here and everybody kind of knows that that's kind of just the way, uh, that punchline was used everywhere. Just be happy, uh, you know. That punchline is no longer ex- in existence. Um, so, you know, what looked to be a promising evening, and we'll, you know, we'll get to the pregame show. But uh, now you have C.J. Mosley declared out. You have Quinn Williams declared out. The Jets run a three. Uh, you know, the Jets. The Jets front now. They're two starting linebackers. They already lost Avery Williamson for the season. Now C.J. Mosley won't play. I kind of had a feeling, Pete, this was going to go this route because, you know, if the best thing the Jets can do right now is maybe kind of just hold tough, see if Simeon can steal a game or two somewhere here till you get Sam Darnold back. But, I mean, you've, you're committed to Quinton Williams long-term. You're qu- committed to C.J. Mosley long-term. Obviously, you're committed to Sam Darnold long-term. These are going to, you know, obviously hopefully be the building blocks of what turns into a successful run for the New York Jets. There's no reason risking this all this early into it and, and having it. And, look, you know, the last thing they want is Quinton Williams to – not saying he will become a bust, but you don't want him out there 80, 80% whatever, and he's not doing what he's capable of doing. And look, I, I know this just for him, he's in and out. Um, they would turn, and they would turn on him really, really quickly. Uh, I, I mean, there's that. I mean, I, I totally understand, you know, the, thinking of this in the, in the long term. It's just the short term is, you know, if they don't win a game – uh, they don't win against Cleveland. You know, it gets it it gets no easier. And there's a real uh, possibility the Jets are going to be zero and five heading into Week Seven, and that it already feels like the season is basically over. Uh, and, and obviously, you're going to be able to get Sam Darnold back hopefully at some point. Although history has shown that you know players who get mono don't play that year at all. Um, so they, you know, they may just go ahead and say. We're going to go ahead and see what we can get out of this year, but we're going to go ahead and uh, not not hesitate to bottom out, basically have what they hope would be a Tim Duncan type year. Uh, and then they, they get that super high pick when they're supposed to be pretty good and end up with uh, a, a, a top pass rusher, whether that is, you know, an Ohio State Buckeye or someone else that can really finally deal with, you know, the, the, the issue that has been killing this team for, for what feels like 15 years, 
of getting a big time pass rusher to go with Sam Darnold, not unlike uh, Miles Garrett and Baker Mayfield, uh, and and sort of trying to turn this into a positive, uh, because right now, you know, obviously there's there's you know, the jet the jet chorus line of you know, it's a cursed franchise. This is what it's like being a Jets fan and all that crap. Um, you know, it, I, it, that falls on deaf ears when I'm, you know, when you're a Cleveland Browns fan. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's, there's a real danger that this thing goes really, really bad. Now, the only question I have with that is, is, is how sympathetic ownership's ears will be to this, the plight of all this versus, you know, Adam Gase, Feels like a train wreck already, um, and he really hasn't had a chance to sort of fight for himself. Do they go ahead and stay with it, or are they going to try to make some changes, uh, you know, for the sake of Sam Darnold, and then, you know, this this whatever new players they add to the what what could be a good defense if they get a couple pieces. Yeah, uh, and this is the thing. You know, I tried to you know I tried to cool Jets fans enthusiasm this all and you still it, it is and it, for you to say 15 years because I mean I always say it to the uh this has been an issue for the Jets since I've known my wife uh October is going to be our 15th uh 15 year wedding anniversary so yeah it's it, you, they've never gotten it right they've never gotten the pass rusher you're starting to see now what Miles Garrett truly means to a defense um you've got to build defense you know front to back and you know if the quarterback goes down, you don't have to worry about what your coverage looks like. You have to have that guy. It's always been the issue with the Jets, and until further notice, and maybe it'll work out because, you know, if they get up there again, you'll have Quinn in. You've got Sam Darnold in place. Let everybody else battle, which I guess, I mean, is going to be for Tua. Now, I'm still not totally sure on Tua as much as I'm sure on Tua's, Tua's got some really, really fantastic weapons to work with. Uh, so we get to, uh, yeah, so we get to a little bit more here in a minute. Today's Locked On Browns is sponsored by Packed Car Insurance. Here's a question I've always wondered: Why do you have to pay your car insurance when you're not actually using your car? A lot of people commute. If you use your car during the week, maybe on the weekends, your Uber or you don't. Uh, with Packed, you can now pause your car insurance when you're not driving your car. That's right. Pause your car insurance right from there. Easy to use app. Pact, P-A-C-T, is a top five rated car insurance app because you can get a quote instantly, change your policy for free, and now pause your coverage. Available on both iPhone and Android, go to pactauto.com. That's P-A-C-T-A-U-T-O.com to get a quote and start tagging and start, I'm sorry, and start imagining the pausabilities. We are also going to start introducing um, in tomorrow night's post game show our impact player of the game. Uh, thanks to the folks over at Pact Insurance for their sponsorship of the podcast. Pete, a whole bunch of guys in Berea yesterday got to find a whole bunch of money. And I, first things first, Deborah Lawrence ain't making much money. And a referee tells him to curses at him. Deborah Lawrence curses back, runs him to the tune of about thirty grand. Uh, Greg Robinson, eleven grand for I don't even think the kick actually landed. Um, Miles Garrett, eleven grand for a bitch slap. Yeah, it was a heavy day of fines at Berea yesterday. Sure, um, some were warranted. Some, you know, I have some questions with uh, De- Deborah Lawrence. You're never going to win that battle. Um, you know, first and foremost, it's a he said, she said thing. 
and uh, the NFL is usually going to defer to the ref on that um, if for no other reason to sort of put players in their place. Uh, Miles Garrett, you know, he's a, I, I, I think he's appealing. He said he was going to, um, you know, you're going to lose that one. You may get less money on it, but, and same with Greg Robinson, you can appeal it. You may get less money on the fine. That's sort of how these things work. But I think, well, yeah, but I mean, Greg Robinson, because I'm sure there's not only that, but I mean, you get fined for getting ejected as well, right? If I remember correctly, yeah. So Greg Robinson took a big financial hit yesterday. So in all, uh, I think it was about a little over 70, basically a little over 70 grand in all. Um, oh, indicative of the lack of, of uh, discipline they showed. And, you know, sort of one more reminder of what has to happen, uh, what has to change if they're going to get back on track and be the team that, that we believe they can be uh, that starts tomorrow. Yeah, uh, look, it's it's time. That's just – and look, and everybody, look, um, obviously if this goes the way it should, and, you know, this hopefully can and will be a laugher. Just remember, nobody's going to – Nobody's going to change their course. Anybody who wants to talk negative on Cleveland is going to continue to. And I'll be honest, you know, beating what's going to be left of this Jets team tomorrow night, really, you know, for anybody who's negative on the Browns right now, I don't really think that's going to change your opinion too much. Pete, we haven't gotten one of these in a while. League-wise, Browns-wise, what's irking Pete Smith? Um... I don't know if anything's necessarily... Oh, how about this one? Cam, Cam Newton. Done. I mean, I, I don't know how many more surgeries they could do to this guy, Pete. I mean, he's – look, I mean, they're not going to run – they're not running him anymore because that fourth and one play, that was absolutely atrocious. But, I mean, he can't hit the side of a freaking barn. And, look, we saw this last year, and all right, well, that's why we're going to shut him down now so he's ready to go next year. And it, it, it may be worse. Well, you know, I, I, would, I would frame this in terms of Andrew Luck. Like, I, I don't know if we're that far away from Cam Newton doing the same thing. Um, it's just the, the physical toll. He was officiated very poorly in the early part of his career. They basically treated him like Shaq, where they just let people wail on him. Even when he was an MVP, that went on. Um, but that com combined with the fact he's never been a great passer, um, it's not like a, it's not a pivot he could, he could really make. And obviously the arm issue doesn't help. Uh, you know, I don't know what the prognosis on his shoulder is, if, if that's basically a this is what it is or if it's going to sort of continue to get better as it gets stronger. Uh, recovering from that, hard to know. But it, from an accuracy standpoint, he's never been a guy that you could just say he's going to live in the pocket and be a, a consistent enough passer to just win and get where a team needs to go uh, uh, compared to where he's going to play. So it wouldn't, I mean, you know, I, I don't know if Carolina has the stones to do this. If they, you know, if, if this doesn't improve that they're basically going to have that, that, that uh, comes to Jesus moment um, after this year, because part of it is I, I've never felt like Carolina, Carolina's weapons fit their quarterback, like DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. These are guys who thrive on yards after catch. That's never really been, Cam Newton's game. Uh, he's not a, a rhythm slash, uh, you know, Spot throw. Time, timing type quarterback. And that's really what those guys sort of would be maximized with. And, and Christian McCaffrey's not, you know, it, when he's a receiver should be 
that too. So they, you know, I think they have to decide who they are and where this team is going. And I don't know if the answer with either of those things is Cam Newton. Uh, it, it's, I, I honestly don't see how it was. And, um, it's, you know, it, it was, it was atrocious. And the other thing though, is, I mean, when your quarterback is six foot six and, you know, most of your receivers are, you know, five, 10 to six feet tall, um, a guy who has bad accuracy, it's now, um, you know, you're throwing to smaller targets with shorter arms and it, it's, it's a shame because, you know, Samuel looks like he's, he, he's coming on, you know, uh, DJ Moore is a player we liked a lot. Everybody knows the player Christian McCaffrey is, but I think part of the problem is it's going to be now, don't worry about what the hell Cam Newton does. Let's just make sure we can control Christian McCaffrey. If we beat Cam, uh, so be it, um, which seems really weird to say about a former MVP. Um, Tampa, I don't think Tampa did much more to change my course of action. Um, but one thing, Chris Godwin, player. Uh, I love Chris Godwin. He was my top receiver coming out of that class. Um, they, you know, they need they need him to come through. Uh, obviously, they have Mike Evans. Um, apparently, they are just either not interested in throwing to O.J. Howard or... Same thing that happened to O.J. Howard at Alabama. Everybody talks about what a great, talented tight end he is. And, you know, here's this six foot five, 250-pound guy who just nobody seems to care about getting the football to. So, yeah, they got to win in a game I feel like is, is for, you know, their third place in that division. Uh, Tampa has a lot of problems. I know a lot of people are looking at them going, well, Jameis had, you know, a pretty good game relative to Jameis Winston. Um, but I, I don't see that long-term uh, sustainability. Their defense does look better. Uh, obviously, Devin White going out um, is not great for them. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Tampa goes as far as Jameis can take them, and that's not very far. That's a, that's a roll of the dice that, uh, you know, I'm not sure anybody's too interested in taking at this point. Um, Browns, Maven, Pete, what's the latest over there? Uh, well, I mean, I covered Mika Fitzpatrick. Uh, I wrote about, uh, you know, various other things, including the, the revelation with Demarius Randall. Um, so, you know, there's plenty going on over there. As always, I'll probably do some stuff uh, on the rest of the division today uh, since they're playing and the Browns don't play till tomorrow. So uh, I, I expect I'll be seeing the Steelers uh, play today. I expect uh, a good chance I'll see the Ravens at some point. So getting a, getting a look at some of these teams to uh, see where they're at. I mean, it's, it's you know, we talk about how bad the, the Jets look. Uh, the Ravens go from the Dolphins to the Cardinals, so they may not play an NFL team until week three when they face the Chiefs. And even then, they may not play an NFL defense until they go to the Browns. Uh, and it's, it's, it's quite possible that um, by the end of today, the Baltimore Ravens could have a 100 points total scored through the first two weeks. Um, uh, Browns Maven on Twitter. Make sure you follow them over there. Uh, Browns Maven, Port of Sports Illustrated. Check everything out over there. Get to, you know, linked up to everything, you know, that Pete's got going on. At underscore Pete Smith underscore. Uh, the show itself, uh, at Locked On Browns, all lowercase. Always follow back account. Uh, DMs are always open. Um, I have the uh, tweet up on, um, on my personal account, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open there as well. But uh, the tweet's up there. Predict the final score. Uh, hopefully we get to give away a T-shirt this week. Um, 43-13 was an odd one. So uh, no Zabel Apparel T-shirt for anybody there. Um, we'll get we'll sit down later tonight. We'll actually get you a pregame show. I do have an idea of something the Jets probably could do that could 
cause a lot of issues for the Browns tomorrow night. We'll see if they do it, but we'll get to all that on the pregame show. Everybody, uh, you know, as always, thanks for coming along on a ride. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LLB. Let's go Browns.